Hey everybody, it is Julia. Long time no see, I have missed you guys. Today I wanted to do a small departure from the types of things I normally talk about. I usually talk about mindset and thoughts and harnessing our lives by harnessing and recognizing the power of our subconscious mind and all of that. But today I wanted to talk about our bodies. And not in regards to body image, although that is a huge topic for another day. But I want to talk about nourishing our bodies, like literally with food, so that we can better nourish our minds and our souls and our lives. Like if your car isn't running properly, it's hard to get to where you want to go in life, like to the store or to work or wherever. And the same is true of our bodies. If our bodies aren't functioning properly, it's hard to get to where we want to go with our goals and uh, what we want to accomplish. So most people who know me know that I am very interested in health and fitness. I am a certified personal trainer. I'm a group fitness instructor. I'm a sports nutrition specialist. And I you know, have a little food prep system that I teach to other people. And nutrition is a really big part of my life. And I don't get too crazy about it. I call my system kind of basically basics because it's pretty basic stuff. And I've recently been teaching a nutrition curriculum to the largest mountain bike team in the nation, which happens to be based here in my town. And I also do one-on-one nutrition and mindset coaching. And like I said, I do teach people this uh, food prep system that I have. So I am super, super passionate about this topic. And I don't want to insult anybody by being too basic in my presentation of this information. But at the same time, I recently had a grown-up lady ask me if cookie butter is healthy. I mean, it's called cookie butter, so I don't know which of those words invoked the idea that it could be a health food, but was it the cookie part or the butter part? I don't know, but I've been pretty surprised as I've been sharing these uh, kind of nutrition information with people by how little we really know about nutrition and how little the general public knows about nutrition. So I wanted to just offer a few basic thoughts on this topic and see if I can help you look at it differently or think about it differently. And if you already know all of this, maybe you could pass it on to somebody who might need this information. So here we go. Now, I think most Americans think about eating in terms of filling up their stomachs, like just putting food into their bellies, like what is going to fill them up in the moment without really thinking about science or nutrition or our body's actual physiological needs. And as a nation, we need to reframe those ideas and instead, Think about nourishing our whole body and our mind. Like your brain is a muscle that is deeply affected by your diet and not just about filling up our stomach with food or just eating what sounds good in the moment. So I wanna chat about what your body literally needs to run and repair itself properly. What foods we should eat is about appreciating the connection between nutrition and our body's needs, but we also want to consider our thoughts and our emotions, and even how our social interactions affect what we eat. These are all things that affect what we do eat and when we eat it and the quantities that we eat. So I always love to share a little bit of science. So here is the sciencey part. Just give me a few minutes on this and then I'll bring it all together for you. So our bodies need certain things in order to function properly. We need macronutrients. Macro means large, large amounts of nutrients. And these macronutrients are proteins, carbohydrates, and fat. Then 
We also need micronutrients. Micro means small, obviously. Smaller amounts of vitamins and minerals and, you know, fiber and all those types of things that we also need. But these are called essential. There's a lot of essential vitamins and minerals. And those are micronutrients. And they are called essential vitamins and minerals because we need them. These are not like optional things that we should just have when we feel like it. We need them in order to function properly and to have our bodies feel good. And all of these things, all of these macronutrients and micronutrients serve different purposes and perform different functions in our bodies. Like carbs do a certain thing, proteins do their thing, fats serve a different purpose. So we need all of them in order to take care of all the parts of our body. So, and we need them in certain quantities, not equal quantities. We don't need as many fats as we do carbohydrates, you know? We don't need as much vitamin D as we do protein. So we need them in certain ratios. And so we need mostly carbohydrates, then some proteins, trace amounts of fats, a huge variety of vitamins and minerals, but again, those are micronutrients, small amounts, but we need a variety to make sure we're getting them all, and tons of water. You know, you can't just not water a plant or plant it in sand with no nutrients and expect it to grow. A plant needs hydration and nutrients, and the same goes for your body. You need to nourish yourself properly if you want your body to thrive. So our bodies are designed best to run on whole foods that are produced naturally, like they come from the earth. They grow in dirt, on a tree or in the ground or on a shrub, and they are whole foods. Like the grocery store is called whole foods for a reason, because we need to be eating the whole food in its original state. That's what our body is designed to run best on. Like a whole apple, not a pulverized and processed snack pack of applesauce filled with sweeteners and preservatives that give it a shelf life of eight years or an actual fresh potato that we cook a baked potato not a box of potato au gratin mix with dehydrated and processed potato discs and a powdered cheese packet that would also sit on a shelf for 10 years and taste the same 10 years from now as it would right now so when we eat these whole foods our body knows exactly what to do with them it recognizes the food source, it recognizes the macronutrients and the micronutrients, and it metabolizes the food in a perfect way and just burns it all up and uses every little bit of it, like nothing is wasted. So when you eat a banana, for example, your body is like, oh, awesome, a banana. Okay, cool, potassium, glucose, you know, some fiber. I'll put this here and use that there and I'll take all these carbs and I'll burn them all up in the most efficient way and it's delicious to your body and to your mouth. And it all goes to your body's benefit. Or if you eat a chicken breast, because you know, animals come in a, are in a natural form in the earth too, if you eat animals, you know, and you can have an awesome balanced diet if you're a vegetarian as well, using plant-based proteins. But if you eat like, say example, for example, some chicken, your body is like, I'll use all this protein I need right now for muscle repair, and I have a little extra, so I'll tuck some of this extra protein away in my little glycogen store, so I have it ready when I go to the gym later, and awesome. I feel physically and emotionally fed, yay. 
But the problem is that what many Americans eat is so far removed from the natural whole food source that your body doesn't even recognize it as a food source. And it doesn't even know what these foods are and isn't sure what to do with them. So let's say you eat that potato boxed potato au gratin mix with all these weird and processed chemicals. Your body will take what it can from them, like maybe a few simple sugars, maybe a little bit of carb, maybe some sodium to restore some electrolytes. But the rest, your body's like, well, I don't know what to do with the rest of it. So whatever your body doesn't eliminate, it's tucked away into storage because your body can't use it and doesn't need it. And so, you know, just like when you have some extra things or too much of something that you don't need, you put it into storage, right? Put it in your storage closet. And that's what your body does too. But the problem is that your body's long-term storage is fat cells. So when we eat these heavily processed foods that are so far removed from the natural food source, your body tucks it away into long-term fat storage, which is the fat cells. So when you think about it this way, it might make it easier to make food choices that are closer to the whole food source. That's what your body wants, that's what your body needs, and that's what your body knows how to use. So these are the foods that your body runs best on. We want to be eating foods that are closest to their natural form, and we are lucky because the earth provides these for us, and they're pretty inexpensive to buy at the store, and they're simple to prepare. They say that you should read your food labels carefully, and I'm gonna take it a step further and suggest that you eat foods that don't even have labels. Or if they do, it's a really short ingredients list. Chances are, if you don't recognize what an ingredient is, your body won't recognize it either. Now, obviously I know that not everybody is going to eat a diet that is 100% fresh and whole foods. That's not true for my diet either but easily 80% of my diet is whole foods. And I love a treat every now and then, and I think everybody should have a treat every now and then, but whole foods are what your body craves, then cupcakes are what your emotions crave. And so we really need to differentiate between what our bodies need and what we emotionally want and kind of create some separation there and recognize what the motivation is for when we want to eat different foods. So our motivation for having a healthy diet needs to be feeling good. And then maintaining a healthy weight is a natural byproduct of that. When the motivation behind your food choices is losing weight or fitting into a certain gene size, the result is going to be a feeling of constantly falling short, of constantly feeling deprived, of short-term thinking, like, oh, I just need to eat healthy for a little while, or of, or, and this is diet culture. And once people hit the weight they were aiming for, if they do, they typically revert back to their old way of eating. And then as a result, they go back to their old weight. So there is no diet in the world that can replace or counteract consistent healthy eating. Fear or shame or feeling not good enough is not a healthy or a sustainable motivator. So instead of thinking about what you look like and what you wanna look like, what if you thought more about what you feel like? How you feel, do you feel energized? Do you feel healthy? Do you feel nourished? And what if you thought about nourishing your whole body? Your cells, your hair, your skin, your muscles, your digestive system, right down to the tips of your toes, 
you know, like there is something we need to keep healthy cuticles. So when you think about it this way, you'll lean towards whole foods that nourish your whole body rather than just eating quick food options with the sole purpose of, you know, staving off your hunger and filling up your stomach or whatever is easiest to pull out of the fridge. You don't have to even eat less. In fact, chances are you could eat more when you're eating these whole foods. They're naturally pretty low in calories and they're nourishing in a way that is gonna make you feel super, super satisfied. But you want to make sure you're eating the right foods. So just a reminder though, you can eat whatever you want. I know I could go buy a whole box of crumble cookies every day if I wanted and I could eat them all if I wanted. You can eat Twinkies three meals a day if you want to. You can do all of that. And just remember that because when we tell ourselves we can't have something like, oh, I really want a crumble cookie, but I can't have it. It's not good for me. We become obsessive and we get really weird about it in our heads. And then we throw in the towel and we go eat the crumble cookies because it's human nature to not like to be told that we can't do something. So you can eat whatever you want. But when you think about your nourishing your body in a new way and really nourishing your whole body and remember that food is fuel for your body and you want to do what's gonna make you feel your best, my guess is that you won't want to eat any of that. And it's a choice. You're doing it because that's what you choose for yourself, not because you feel like you're restricting yourself. I mean, nachos are delicious. I could easily eat them every day, but I know they aren't going to be what's gonna make me feel my best. So I don't want them every day. I would regret that because I wouldn't feel good. I know I could have them if I want, so I don't feel deprived. I'm just choosing not to eat them, at least not very often. So I think of foods like that as a treat, like as an indulgence, which is totally fine and even good. You should do that every once in a while, but just not part of your everyday diet. So the only way to create sustainable change in any area of your life is to create an identity change. Excuse me. Instead of thinking of yourself as someone who's like trying, and I have air quotes around trying to eat healthy, think of yourself as someone who does eat healthy. Someone who's trying, air quotes again, to eat healthy is always waiting for that period of life to end. It's temporary. Eating healthy is temporary until they meet their goal. And then they're waiting for that to end so that they can go back to eating Doritos on the daily. Someone who is a healthy eater, that's just who they are, eats Doritos as the exception, as a treat, not the norm. So what if this just becomes part of who you are? What if you let it become your thing and just baby step your way into it because you want to feel good, because you want longevity, because you want to feel good throughout your life? And so here's how you might do that. Because your food has to be nutritious and delicious. I mean, obviously there's an emotional component to eating that I do not want to minimize. I totally recognize that. But what if you started by finding healthy replacements for just a couple of foods that you know are preventing you from feeling your best? Like some really obvious culprits, maybe soda or ice cream or Chips Ahoy or whatever kind of your guilty pleasure that's become more of a guilty, less of a guilty pleasure and more part of your regular diet. So when we don't nourish our bodies properly with a balanced diet of whole foods in the right ratio of carbs and proteins and fats, then your body will feel unsatisfied because it's not getting what it needs. Your cells are going to be starving for nutrition if you don't give it what it needs. 
but here's what happens. You know, let's say you're short on some micronutrients and macronutrients because you're not eating a proper amount of veggies, for example, your body's going to send a message to you that you're just going to hear in the back of your, in the back of your mind. It's going to be like, Ooh, eat more, eat more, keep eating. You know, let's say you just ate a huge plate of pasta with nothing else, with no veggies, no side salad, no protein. It was all carbs. Your body's going to be deficient in protein. It's going to be deficient in micronutrients from that meal. You know, you're out of balance with what you've been eating. It's got an excess of carbs. So now your body has all this excess glucose. We can get like all super sciencey into that. But, you know, your body's going to be like, eat more. Like I didn't get what I need. I'm unsatisfied. But the bummer is your body isn't going to send a direct message that says I need riboflavin. I did not get enough fiber and I would love some kale. You know, instead, you're just going to feel unsatisfied and snacky even though your stomach may be super full. We all know what this feels like. Then we think a few cookies will solve it. Oh, I just need a little something sweet. But the cookies don't do it. So then we move on to the ice cream. Oh, but now that ice cream was so sweet. I need something salty to counteract it. And you just get on this cycle where you are forever unsatisfied. And we go from snack to snack, feeling full and probably now feeling bloated and still feeling unsatisfied. What your body wants is proper nutrition, proper balanced nutrition. So what if instead of turning to cookies, you made a nutritious substitute like peanut butter protein balls that are made with oatmeal and, you know, a natural peanut butter and some coconut to get some healthy fats and whatever, you know, there's a bazillion recipes on the internet, or you had an apple with some peanut butter on it that has some carbs, that has some fat, that has some protein, it's balanced, or a string cheese with some whole grain chips, carbs, proteins, um, fat, or a mini yogurt parfait, carbs, proteins, fat, fresh element, you know, berries have all sorts of micronutrients. Blueberries are a superfood. Your body needs healthy carbs. Again, close to the whole food source, your body needs protein. And that looks like a, a whole food source would be like chicken breasts or low fat dairy or something that just comes like directly from the source, you know? And your body needs fruits and vegetables because that's where you get your fiber, your water, vitamins, minerals, and your body needs all of these things, like I said, in a certain ratio. So every meal and snack should be mostly healthy carbs. Carbs get a bad rap um, because a lot of things that are bad for us are heavy, simple carbs. You know, cake is a simple carbohydrate. Cookies are a simple carbohydrate. You know, they're mostly made with sugar. What we want to have are complex carbs, but still a carbohydrate. And, you know, I don't want to get too much into that. You guys can do a little Google on that if you need to. But we want to eat brown rice, quinoa, whole grain. You know, the carbohydrate in the form that it was when it grew. Rice. Like, I have no issue with white rice. It's great, you know. Farro is a grain I really like. They sell it at Trader Joe's. It's awesome. Um, vegetables have carbohydrates in them. Fruits have carbohydrates in them. So your diet should be mostly carbohydrates. That's the primary fuel that your body runs on. Then you need some protein, less protein than carbohydrates. Um, think about like moderate servings of lean meats or even plant-based proteins. When you eat beans and rice together, that creates a protein. Quinoa has protein in it. What about some soy products, some tofu or some tempeh? Um, Fish is a fantastic sort of source of protein. 
and then your body needs trace amounts of fat and that usually occurs in the cooking process like if you cook your meat in some olive oil well that is enough you do not need to add anything more or if you put a little butter onto your rice or your grains that's enough fat and then every meal should include a fresh element that will provide your body with a variety of vitamins and minerals think like roasted veggies or salad or fruits and we should have very very few sugary treats and you know very few processed foods the basic framework of clean eating is to eat whole foods avoid processed foods avoid junk foods eliminate refined sugar eat when you're hungry don't eat when you're not cook your own meals as often as you can really hydrate your body and eat these things in a balanced way where it's mostly carbs, a little bit of protein, trace amounts of fats, you know? And this is not a comprehensive description of this. Like if you're really interested, you should look into it further. Michael Pollan wrote some really, really great books about food and um, his books are a great resource. And he said this, if it came from a plant, eat it. If it was made in a plant, don't. So if this is your template and this way of eating becomes part of who you are, then your body will be nourished. You will feel in control of your eating. Your blood sugar and your metabolism will be stable and you will feel strong and you will feel satisfied and you will feel satiated. And I think that's a feeling not a lot of us have very often. We feel full, we know what that feels like, but I think a lot of us don't know what it, likes, it feels like to have our bodies really feel nourished. And that's what I want your motivation to be. So consider that avoiding candy and junk food is not about deprivation. You can have it if you want it. But avoiding these foods is an act of self-care and knowing that these foods won't make you feel good. And with this mindset, you'll prefer to eat in a way that makes your body feel good and strong and allows you to feel in control of what's even happening with your body. When you eat sugar, it makes your metabolism go way out of whack, your blood sugar soars, then it crashes, then you wanna eat more, and it gets you on this roller coaster that can be avoided if you just eat whole foods in a balanced way. Now, I know people worry about feeling deprived. They think this way of eating sounds um, too limiting. So I want to offer a reminder, you can eat whatever you want, whenever you want, all day, every day you have that choice. But if you are more mindful about what you're really doing when you're eating, then I think you will have more desire to eat the whole foods that are gonna keep you feeling balanced in your body and in your life. So if we just are trying to fill our stomachs and lack the knowledge about basic nutrition but want to do better, that's a pretty easy fix. Just put forth the effort to learn about nutrition and it's a, it can be very basic and then implement it in your life and it, begin a really, it can become a really satisfying hobby. But often the issue is an emotional attachment to food that keeps us stuck in these unhealthy eating patterns. And I actually used to work as a private personal trainer and I did in-home sessions with women and it's that journey that actually brought me to life coaching. I would be training ladies in their homes and after several sessions, I'd bring up their diet and make some suggestions. And I was met so frequently with so much resistance that I realized there were emotional attachments to food that no amount of bicep curls or cardio exercise could fix. And I realized I needed more tools because I wanted to treat the whole person, not just build their muscles, you know? 
I wanted them to have a healthy lifestyle. So I pursued training as a life coach from that experience. So if you feel like that may be the issue for you, and um, again, you know, the subconscious mind plays a role in all of this, if that's the case, but here's a few questions you can ask yourself to determine whether or not you have some emotional attachments to that are to food that are inhibiting your health. I mean, we all have some emotional attachments to food. That's inevitable. It's a part of the human experience. But these questions can determine whether or not you need to give this some real thought and put forth some real effort to um, break those attachments. So, for example, do you use food to enhance pleasure? If so, how do you do this? Do you use food to avoid pain such as uh, loneliness or anger? And is that a successful tactic or does it leave you feeling more dissatisfied? Does eating certain foods make you feel more anxious or less anxious? And then do you judge yourself for eating these foods? Does it keep you on a cycle of guilt? Do you turn to food because you're dissatisfied with other areas of your life and you think food is kind of a balm for relationship problems or work problems? If you began to live your life more authentically and more um, in your emotions, what would that look like and how would that affect your relationship with food? Would it make a difference? And what is your ideal relationship with food? And how is that different from your current relationship with food? If you're so those are the questions you can ask yourself and do some soul searching on that. You might journal if you want to if that's your thing. But if you were trying to fill an emotional need through food, food cannot fill that need. <clears throat> and it's probably going to contribute to health issues. So let's find another way to do that. <clears throat> we all want to feel a certain way and we think that certain foods bring that feeling. And I heard a quote that said something like emotional eating is a sign that something is eating you. So try to separate the feeling from the food. What is it you're trying to create? Do you want to feel connected? Do you want to feel cared for? Do you want to feel comforted? Do you want to feel happy? I know somebody who has a cake baking business, but also struggles to maintain her weight and has some very real health issue, health challenges that are affected by diet. So I was curious about why she made cake such a big part of her life. And she talked, she was really excited and she talked about how cake brings people together and so many big life events happen around a cake. And she's not wrong, but it's not the cake that brings the people together. And it's not the cake that brings the feelings she's talking about. The cake just happens to be there. Um, and so she thinks that the cake is the kind of the instigator for all of those things for the togetherness or the pride or the excitement, but you can create and celebrate those feelings in other ways. But awareness is the first step to changing that pattern. So what if you're looking for a feeling of connection or coziness? What if you do it through having a game night on a certain night of the week? Or I am pushing for some regular backyard croquet at my house. Or what about a movie night or walks or doing yoga with friends? or sitting on the grass on a blanket with sparkling water and some watermelon instead of cake and ice cream. Just baby steps here and there will amount to big strides when they all add up. I'm not asking you to do a big diet overhaul at all. You know, that is not sustainable. All I'm asking you to do and all I'm suggesting is that you start to think about whether or not 
you're actually nourishing your physical body. And if not, just look for some ways to tweak your thinking and your feelings and then maybe tweak your food choices. If the answer is yes, you're already nourishing your physical body, then yay, awesome, keep it up. If the answer is no, then just consider making some small changes and thinking about it differently. Either way, I know you all have so much to be proud of and you are awesome as is. And I just want you to feel good in your mind. I want you to feel good in your spirit. I want you to feel happiness in your life. And I want you to feel good in your body. So try doing what Melissa McCreary, I don't know who she is, but she suggests this. If the finish line feels too far away, don't look at it. Just look down at your feet and take the next best step. So all I'm asking for is just baby steps, thinking about these things in a new way. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. So go to my website at juliasiemens.com and drop me a line. I'd be happy to answer any of your questions. And I want to thank you guys for listening. And I look forward to connecting soon.